0: Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Land of Six! On today's episode, we're going to go over the week recap on Sunday's games, Monday's game. Uh, We're also going to jump into the power rankings. We're going to talk and break down what happened when the Bills actually ran the football on Sunday, Um, We're also going to get into Thursday's game since the holiday weekend kind of have me thrown off a little bit. I was traveling, hanging out with the kids, and playing a little bit of Apex. Um, But uh, we're going to jump into a whole bunch of stuff. Let's go on ahead and jump into it. Let's go! All right. So, good place to start this week. We're going to go over my sweet seven picks. Um, if you include my Thursday night one, that makes eight total picks for the week. And I went five, two, and one, um, definitely not a bad little week. Um, the two that I lost, um, the Pats and Jets, man, I I don't even know that game. I actually almost watched that whole game and then I was doing something. I went to load something out in the car to get ready for uh, a little trip, get ready to Go grab something. I ended up loading something in the car. Literally took me maybe a minute. Come back inside and the game was over. And I, was like, I had to message my chat and say, what in the hell happened? How did the Pats win? And it was a punt return, which was cool and all. But um, that's a that was a horrible game to watch. Like, i not even going to lie. I half did stuff while I was watching it. Two yards of total offense in a second half. You deserve to lose that game. That's what the Jets did. Two Whole yards. um, I'm not even sure how that's possible. That's like a half an inch of drive or something stupid. Like, how do you even do that? And I, I, I thought it was kind of crazy that post-game, Zach Wilson just straight up looked in the camera and was like, no, it's not my fault. Like, bro, two yards, two whole yards. And it's crazy because dudes, like, Something stupid like five and two. Both games he lost against Belichick, um, they benched his ass. You are on the bench, bro. Uh, five and two, and it's crazy because somehow they've been winning in spite of him. Like he is not helping them win at all. So it's probably a good thing. Um, but damn, five and two as a starter, and you are benched. Like what in the world? Uh, I don't know. I hope the man gets another shot because um, you know. Well, he's twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Like man, like that's that's pretty rough being five and two and getting benched as a as a starter as a second year guy. But he hasn't looked good, um, at least against Belichick. But man, whenever you in the second half don't do anything at all, I mean, he's. I think the thing that's difficult about watching him play is he doesn't even do the easy stuff well, like stuff that you know, little out routes, screen routes, like any kind of like. Just easy, hey, two-step drop or three-step drop, whatever, and get it out your hands to the quick swing route. Like, he don't even do that well. Um, It's like it's got to be this weird bomb route or, like, it doesn't exist. It's like boom or bust for him. And he just, unfortunately, has been making a whole bunch of terrible, terrible, terrible reads. I don't even know if he's even, like not it doesn't even seem like he's really even got any kind of form at all it's strange like he just kind of runs backwards and flings it off his foot like there's stuff that he's doing that i don't even think high school quarterbacks would get away with um but yeah i, I don't know what how or why he's even getting shots at this level like whenever he and i was saying it back a couple of years ago in the draft like what why did the jets even take him was it just because of that the, his pro day? Because he lost crazy games in college, too. I just, I don't, I never really understood why he moved up so high in the draft. Like, it it was like, of course Trevor Lawrence is number one. And then all of a sudden it was like immediately the Jets were like, no, we're taking Zach Wilson second. And I just, I didn't really understand why they were so firm on it. Um, But yeah, that's, it seems like it's two busts in a row. And Zach may turn it around. Um, But two busts in a row with Darnold and then with him, like that's, that's pretty hard to overcome, but at least they didn't mortgage their whole future twice to do it, you know, like something the Niners did, giving a whole bunch of draft picks for Lance. Um, the other game that I lost, um, the Vikings-Cowboys recap, man, Cowboys, it's like, they make no sense at all, like, they will follow up a duck, like, losing in the second half to Green Bay, like, in Lambo, to absolutely rolling the Vikings. Like, Justin Jefferson didn't play well. They shut him down, and it was like the Vikings just railed right off the tracks. Like, they just flipped the offense on its backside, stopped running the ball, dropped back every single time they snapped it, and Micah Parsons and them dogs were just smacking that man. Like, I just I don't understand it. They knew what they were gonna do and you gotta run them out of that shit. Like you gotta run, 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 play action, run, run, run. Like you you have to take advantage of the way that they do those schemes with their they they do all kinds of like defensive crazy like blitz switches and like all kinds of little schemes and they'll leave the running holes open to try to get to the quarterback because that's what they pride themselves in is pass blitz. But that normally leaves wide open holes and you got to take advantage of it or they're just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And like the further that the Vikings got down, it's like they just got further away from the run. It's like you might as well just run the ball and run this clock out because you're not doing anything and it's just making it worse and worse and worse. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. But for Justin Jefferson to have three passes for what, like 20, 30 yards or whatever, like they might as well have taken him out of the game just like last time. Um I don't know what it is. There's something about Kirk Cousins and the Cowboys. He just cannot play them. And I think it's because they got a good little scheme on him. They, you know, they take Justin Jefferson out and that's it. Like that's I and I don't understand it cuz they got a whole bunch of weapons and Hawkinson dropped a touchdown in the end zone that might have changed the momentum of that game. Um what's up with all these players jumping off their fucking legs to go and grab a ball? Like use your hands just grab a damn thing like why you gotta jump falling back and like jump to the side and like try to catch it with your hand with your like with your body like they at web city taught us to high point that ball like if you're gonna jump jump up at the ball not like falling back away and to the side and like it's just it's extra it's too much get the ball in your hands and tuck it away like make the catch that that changed that game, and I don't know. I really like that Hawkinson trade, but, the like, damn. Like, whenever you drop wide open passes like that and change the momentum of games, that was a really, really, really crucial play. Once that happened, the Vikings could have went up 10-3. to Once that happened, the Cowboys put the foot on the gas and never looked back. Pollard was lights out that game, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this Thanksgiving game in a minute. Pollard is absolutely lights out, catching touchdowns, running touchdowns. Absolutely looked like a top 10 player. He's top 10 in fantasy. He's on my fantasy squad. Killed it. Put up almost 40 points. Absolutely killer. Hats off to you, Pollard. Um, I still am not sold in the Cowboys, um, but I think they put a good little uh, sales pitch in with that game on uh, trying to get OBJ, because I think OBJ has narrowed it down to two teams now, either Giants or the Cowboys. I don't think he should go to the Giants. Daniel Jones looks not Not very good. Um, Who knows? He may just want to have a homecoming. It's either homecoming or Super Bowl, for real, for real. But, um, that Niners game, though. Holy shit! They look so good. Mexico City! Mexico City was popping with Niners fans. Um... Damn, they look good. Jimmy G was out here looking like Josh Allen, flinging touchdowns to IU and bussing heads, taking names. Let's go! They look fucking phenomenal. The defense, I mean, don't get me wrong. We are playing against Colt McCoy, so I'm not going to, like, I don't, it, it's not, it's not like it's one of those games where, you know, we beat an 8-1 and one team like the Cowboys did or anything like that, so I don't put too much weight on it. It's just a week at a time. Keep chipping these teams away, um, but damn, Kittle with two touchdowns, Iuke with two touchdowns. It was just a coming out party. We was just smashing them fools. And I mean, honestly though, the the Cardinals were done at halftime. They literally looked quit at like the, the third quarter, second quarter. They looked done. Um, so yeah, that that was did like dominate like you know the whole game for the cowboys vikings was just dominated by the cowboys that whole game was just dominated by the niners and the cardinals uh mexico city well um, i knew i was saying it on the podcast um they'll win by 14 plus i knew they would um that was hands down one of the better games the chiefs chargers was so damn predictable too i called that one that was another one that i got right um The Chargers over and over and over have the Chiefs beat. And they just, they're coached so bad. Like, so bad. Like, I feel so bad for Herbert because every time he puts them in position to win, it's just like he watches on the sideline as his coaches call, like, the most bonehead calls of all time. You got, you know where it's going, right? Like, I think everybody in the whole entire world knew, hey, this ball is going to Kelsey because their top two receivers are hurt. Even if they weren't hurt, this ball is going to Kelsey no matter what. And they put a safety on the outside. Fucking Kelsey just runs a little like, eh, eh, runs to the inside, catches the like, wide open pass, and just takes it to the house to win the game. And it was just like, well, here we go again. Like It was exactly what I thought. Chiefs win by three. Um, they didn't cover the spread once again, but they find a way to pull out another win. And I just... I find it hard to believe that the Chiefs are going to be able to keep doing that over and over and over and over and over in the playoffs whenever it's like they count on things like that. Like, they count on Mahomes making things happen. And we've seen a couple times this year where he just couldn't. Against the Bills, he threw an interception. Against the Colts, he threw an interception. And I just feel like it, it's not something that you can win four straight games on trying to hope that Mahomes can just force-feed Kelsey and get a touchdown. Like, I just... I don't see it I don't I don't know I think honestly there's a couple teams that I'm gonna pick here in a minute um, but let's go on ahead and get into the power rankings so I got I'll start at number um, I'll start at number ten. Um, you can't count out Tampa Tom um, so I'm gonna put Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number ten at number nine I'm gonna put the Titans at number eight I'm gonna put the Vikings at number seven I'm gonna put San Francisco. At number six, I'm going to put the Eagles. At number five, I'm going to put the Bengals. Number four, I'm going to put Dallas. And I got them as the best team in the NFC right now. I think their defense is lights out. Um, But I kind of want to put them on a pedestal so they can fall hard. Um, Number three is the Bills. Number two is the Ravens. And number one is the Chiefs. Um, And I got three AFC teams on top four out of the top five is AFC teams, just because of quarterbacks. I feel like it's a quarterback league. Um, Defenses and run games are making a comeback. I think it's the way that it is, but right now power rankings are set up based on seasons, um, the season games, so that's kind of why I'm taking this top 10 as my top 10, Um, because I think, honestly, San Francisco should probably be a little bit higher, and Tampa Bay should be a little bit higher, um, just because of the overall talent of the San Francisco team, Um, but I just don't, know how i feel about jimmy g yet and tom brady he gets that run game going he gets four net white going those guys are going to be dominant and hard to stop because they literally have been shutting the run game down Um, so that's that's something that i'm excited to look forward to is kind of how these shake up each week it's going to adjust a little bit um but the bills game so the bills game ended up being my push it ended up being the one tie it ended up being exactly eight point game um, but the Bills actually ran the ball, and whenever they actually ran the ball, it was crazy what happened. They won, and they didn't lose the lead. Um, but they had 29 carries. Um, let me see who was it. So, it was a total of. uh, Cook had 86 yards on 11 carries, averaged 7.8 yards a carry, and uh, Singletary had 86 rushing yards. Um and 11 receiving yards. He averaged 4.8 yards a carry. That'll work all day. I still don't understand why they're not giving Cook the ball more because Cook is averaging literally on 11 carries, averaged seven point almost eight yards a carry. That's two carries a first down. That that's gonna work all the way down the field. And he's still number two back, and I'm not really sure why. I got it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's not that Singletary is not good, but I think he would be the one that should be the switch up back. I think he should be the number two and Cook should be the number one. Um, I don't know. They've got to have reasons why. They know what they're doing. Um, I think, I don't know, because some games they literally lose it because they don't run it. And it don't make any sense how you, in a lot of games, they've only been given like two or three carries in the second half with the lead, like a double-digit lead, and then they lose it and throw interceptions. Um, but whenever they played Cleveland, they played smart, won the game by literally putting up um, great number of carries. I'd still like to see the 29 carries that they gave those two up to more like 35, 40. Um, but that's not the way they're doing their offense. I'm not really sure why. Um, they're letting Josh Allen literally run and take some of the craziest hits I've ever seen. Like dude runs around thinking that he's like invincible. And like at that level, these guys are like 300 pounds coming at you and hitting you with like four, six, four, seven speed, like a damn running back in high school, like, it's insane how you, like, these guys drive you into the ground. It takes one hit, one hit, and you're done. And I just, I don't really get it. I don't really understand the the whole, like, Josh Allen putting up all these rushing yards. Like, he's still, he's like something like 500 yards on the year. Like, he should not be doing that much rushing. That should be yards that he should be giving to his running backs. And him not taking that punishment Is what's going to happen is those are going to grind away years of his career. All of a sudden, a little nagging injury here, a little nagging injury there. And this NFL is based on great quarterback competitions. Mahomes is not taking these hits. He's not running around, sprinting through. When he does, he gets his ass on the ground. He's down. And that's the big thing that I see is a big difference in the way that the Bills run their game as opposed to the way that other teams play theirs. Even Lamar these days... He's like, "You know what, Justin Fields, you can go on ahead and be the rushing guy. Cuz I I know what happens when you take these hits. I'm wanting to get 300 million. You can go on ahead and have that title. Cuz I can do it when I need to, but I'm getting my ass out of bounds or getting down. I don't need any more validation. Y'all see what I can do. Give me my 300 million if that's what you ask me to do, I'll do it. But um that's that's not sustainable. Um imagine that. Justin Fields gets a shoulder injury on Sunday and he may be shut down for the rest of the year. It's in his non-throwing shoulder, but I mean, you can't really say that this season's been anything than a success with the way that he's played. Um, but I'm not sure. I mean, is he, I'm not sure, is he going to be able to sustain the runs and is he going to figure out, you know, you want to see when these kids are doing these running plays that the as time goes on the number of runs goes down and the number of passes goes up because they're able to kind of see the field a little bit better and they're able to make these judgments and make these um, see it and and make the decisions to throw it. And that's the thing is that you want to see these numbers of of runs and rush yards kind of go down a little bit and the passes go up. I I just, I don't understand. The Bears are kind of tailoring towards it and that's fine, but you got them hurt. Congratulations. Now who's your quarterback? I don't know. I don't I don't even remember who the backup is. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Your superstars not playing. I mean, he's not, you know, not the best at passing at this point, but what second-year quarterback is? I mean, we're seeing Mac Jones take one of the biggest regressions I've ever seen. Um you can say it's because of the, you know, his offensive coordinator is now the coach of the Raiders. Okay, well, I thought Bill Belichick was the greatest coach of all time. Like, how was the greatest coach of all time putting up three points? Depending on a punt return touchdown to win a game against the Jets. Like, Jets defense is great and all, but I thought it was Bill Belichick. I thought he was, like, the greatest coach of all time. Like, I thought, you know, you're not able to do anything with him. You're not able to do anything. You're not able to do anything. No touchdowns. Three points. That's it. That's it. You got Stevenson and Parker out there. You got Mac Jones. You got a good young quarterback. You're not able to do anything. Anything. Just punt, 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 punt. Field goal, punt, 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 punt. punt. All game, really? And then get a lucky-ass touchdown that actually should have been called back because of a block in the back. Like You call it ticky-tacky or whatever. They probably still make the field goal to win. But that's it. Three points offensively the whole game. Greatest coach of all time. Sure, you could say uh, he's more of a defensive guy. Well, okay. But you're telling me that that's all his coaching staff can come up with, is three points on offense? Like, he shut Zach Wilson completely down and it should be over, but instead you barely win? Come on now. I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm not seeing the, um, the translation of, The success for real, sustainable success, after Tom Brady's left. And so that's kind of answers my question a little bit as far as like, you know, what who is the better guy? You know, is it Tom Brady or is it Belichick? Well, Tom Brady's got a Super Bowl of over 40. Looks like you should have like, I don't know, gave him the weapons. Like, you know, it was like it was crazy how Tom Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl to then Bill Belichick. I don't know if you remember the offseason where he got all these players like Hunter Henry and all these guys. Why didn't you do that for Tom? Imagine what Tom Brady would have done in that offense. It just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. Um, Thanksgiving games. Um, I'm going to kind of go over the Lions, Bills, Giants, Cowboys, and Vikings, Pats i gonna be honest, I didn't watch the Vikings-Pats at all. I was uh cooking Thanksgiving dinner at night, and I watched a movie with the kiddos, um, and I, I wasn't really too excited to watch another Vikings or Patriots game after how I seen the Vikings play against the Cowboys and how I saw the Patriots play against the Jets. I wasn't really super excited to watch either one of those teams, so it was a perfect game to kind of ignore and avoid. Uh, the Vikings ended up pulling out what looked to be a bit close one. I saw that Justin Jefferson got a whole bunch of catches, which was crazy because I thought Patriots were going to lock in and do what the Cowboys did. But seems like the only team that can really stop Justin Jefferson is the Cowboys, and it's really strange. Um, Lions and Bills. I don't know how I feel about this game because I watched uh, Josh Allen throw more touch more uh, interceptions. I don't really understand it. Um it looked like at the end of the game all of his running like he was literally he took three or four of the worst hits that I've seen. His legs got taken out on one play, he got completely obliterated on another play, and then at the end of the game, um the one that got him in Phil range, he got completely obliterated on another play. It was like he took three or four really solid hits, and I know he's a big guy and I know he's tough. I'm not saying he's not, but he's human. Like And it's weird because McDermott, during the halftime, was like, you know, what do you want to see out of Josh Allen when he's running the ball? How does it make you feel when he's running the ball? And he's like, I want him to get down and slide. Have you, I mean, have you ever seen Josh Allen slide? I I don't think I ever have. I don't think I, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if I've ever witnessed Josh Allen slide for shit. Like, that dude is like now... Like, the way that he was limping and walking off the field, hopefully he's not hurt, but it looked like his elbow was bothering him all game. Um, the Lions should have won that game if, jo- if Jared Goff wasn't a lower-tier quarterback. He's not very good. Um, I know they were missing a bunch of players, but, like, you got Swift, um, you got Williams, like, he got some good running backs. They should just literally focus so much more on the run game, um, Jared Goff made some bonehead plays. Like why? And that that safety switched the game up. Like, cause not only do you get the ball, give the ball back, but you give them points. Like it was Reminded me of the whole uh, Jimmy Garoppolo sack in the end zone or stepping out the back of the end zone. It's just not being aware. You can't hang back, just take a five step drop, and then just sit there. You're in the end zone. It just it drives me nuts watching. Like make like. Do something. Like you gotta have quick little plays. Like you gotta have some sort of screenplay, outplay. Like there's something to try to move a little bit and punt it at the very worst. Like you cannot lose games that way. Um, I really thought the Lions had that one at the end, and then they just I, I don't know. They it's just like they they just left digs, like the, the one player they throw it to a whole bunch, like they just how do you leave digs open like that. Like, and I know they were using McKenzie some, and they were using Gabe Davis some, but McKenzie was like the one guy that was fighting hard in the first half. Didn't seem like the, I don't know, maybe it was because they were in Detroit for a week. I don't know if it was because they were just not wanting to be there anymore or what. The, it didn't look like they wanted to play. It didn't look like they wanted to be there. It didn't really seem into it, which is kind of a strange thing out of a Josh Allen team. Um, I... I don't know what's going on with Von Miller. He got carted off if he's hurt and done for the year. That completely switches that this team up. Like this team has been bombarded by injuries. And that's a scary thing for the Bills moving forward. Like they may shuffle and fall down the, the list. They gotta they're gonna need Josh Allen to do less interceptions and more touchdowns. And they need to stop giving him the ball, throwing it 50 times or whatever it is that he throws. They literally need to run the ball with Cook like 20 times. They need to give it to Singletary like another 15. 35 times should be the minimum. Like, Cook is so good. Like, and I I wa- when I watch him play on the runs that he runs, like, how can you game after game after game average five to seven to eight yards a carry at a limited number of carries over and over consistently and him be the number two? It makes no sense at all to me whatsoever. Dude was a monster at Georgia, and I don't really understand it at all. Like, he should be the feature guy in the in the game and Josh Allen play action off of it. Could you imagine? If people like have to worry about cook the way that they do Allen, and then let Allen laser open people, and he don't have to take these hits, and he could actually be healthy, it would be dangerous as hell. Um, Giants, Cowboys, like with four out, four linemen out. I can't believe Saquon actually played that game, but it didn't. I don't know. Like I just when I watch the Giants play, I don't know how they're seven and three. Like it seems like. They're one of those teams that, like, Brian Dable, got more out of them than he should, um, and they look like they're trending way down, and it looks like the Cowboys are trending way up. They're starting to put it together at the right time. OBJ goes to the Cowboys. They're a legit Super Bowl contender just because of the presence that he's going to give them. Um, and, you know, I kind of I, – I dig the Cowboys. The only thing that scares me is I don't think they're consistent enough. I don't think the Cowboys can put – if they, I don't think they're going to get the number one seed. Um, and if they have to win four games, not three, if they have to win three games, if somehow they get the number one seed, the Cowboys have a legit shot at winning a Super Bowl or at least getting to an NFC Championship game. But I just can't see the Cowboys putting together four games in a row like what they did against the Vikings. Or what they did, you know, I don't even really consider it a solid win against the Giants even though they're 7-3 and three or 7-4 and four now. I just don't think they're a very good team with all the people hurt. Like If they can run and they have all their linemen and they can run the ball and shoot the clock and, and Daniel Jones doesn't have to do a whole bunch, I can see them being a good team and a playoff team. But without their linemen, they just can't run the ball the same and they can't ask the whole bunch out of Daniel Jones. You just can't. He's not that guy. Um, I just don't understand um that so I want to see the Cowboys consistently over if they can put together like and it's strange because last night Zeke looked like old school Zeke like he had a flash and I haven't seen that in like years that was the last night was the best Zeke that I've seen in years Zeke was killing it last night but where the hell was Pollard though like he had a lot of carries that didn't do shit and He didn't get a whole bunch of, like, I don't know. He just didn't get a lot of opportunities in the red zone. It was like they used him as the workhorse, and I just, I don't know. I wasn't really happy. Maybe it's because I have him in fantasy. I wasn't really happy with the usage of Pollard, um, but it is what it is. Um, Cowboys, what I want to see from them is how many games in a row can they put together good games? Because if it's like, Packers game, Vikings game, and then that's kind of the story. Vikings game, Packers game, pack, you know, like they put together a couple losses they should win, and like they put together a couple wins that are like eh. Like, I want to see consistent Dak playing well, consistent run game, smart, like defense not giving up 14, 15, 20 points in the fourth quarter. Like, can they all put it together at the same time consistently? If they can't, I don't see them going anywhere either. All right, so we went over a whole lot today, really fast. Honestly, um, I probably should have got into the power rankings a little bit more, um, but I know I've still got two or three more episodes at least this week. So, um, got the fantasy football uh, podcast coming out today or tomorrow. Uh, I think it's gonna be tonight, and then tomorrow I'm gonna do uh, another episode. It's gonna have the Sweet Seven in it. Um, we're also gonna do some games to look forward to. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of content in the next episode. Might even have a special guest come on and do an interview. Um, excited. Thanks for coming in until next time. Take you to the land of six. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend, everybody.